0: Welcome to Calvary Revival Church Podcast, where we exist to know God, live generously, discover purpose, and make a difference. Wherever you are listening from, our desire is for this practical teaching to make a difference in your personal life and in the lives of the people and community around you. And now, let's prepare ourselves for an uplifting experience. I'm going to read something to you all. I'm going to talk for the next little bit about worship, work, and well-being, and finding your balance. Now, I must acknowledge my sin. I've done a lot of that this week. I'm going to do some more in a minute. I hate telling on myself. But... I, I wasn't sure if I really wanted to preach this to y'all. <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell y'all why. Because I had a little, one of them little prophets' attitudes. Because here's what I discovered about church folk. Church folk like religion. Church folk like church. Church folk like Holland. Church folk don't like change. And church folks struggle to do the work necessary so that the stuff you're hearing about actually happens in your life. Are y'all hearing me? And the Lord's response to me and my attitude was it ain't none of your business. You preach what I tell you to preach and the folk who are ready for it will run with it. And the folk who ain't ready for it, I'll have mercy on them and I'll give them another chance. He said, but that ain't none of your business. So I repented. And I came on to church <laughs> with a good attitude, too, y'all. I'm smiling and everything. And so, I'm, so what I'll do is I'll read this to you because in this season, we're talking about releasing like Jesus. And there's, there's a couple thoughts around that. One is God wants in this season for you to release the gifts and purpose and callings that are in your life. And he also wants to release you from the things that have kept you from doing that. That's what Jesus did. Jesus brought release in the lives of people, and he brought them to the place where they understood that their own value and they were able to walk in it. So that's some of what has to happen to us, but here's what I've concluded. You've got to balance these three W's, worship, work, and well-being, in order to start seeing the release of God's purpose in your life. Can, can, by a show of hands, how many of you all struggle I rebuke the lying spirit now in Jesus' name. How many of y'all struggle (laughs) with keeping things in balance? Okay, gotcha. Okay, good. Well, I'm in the right place. So let me read to you because I'm going to show you in Matthew 4 where Jesus attacked, where Satan attacked Jesus in these three areas. Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came to him and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Say amen. Amen. But Jesus told him, no, scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you're the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he'll order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands. So you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, the scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of this world and their glory. I'll give it to you, he said, if you'll kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan. I love this version. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. Father, thank you for the word. Thank you for causing the word of God to come alive and the teaching of the word to come alive in our individual hearts so that we're able to take steps forward into the purpose of God for our lives. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit's power to do all of that through the preacher and the hearer. And, Lord, we vow to give you glory and credit for all that happens in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look at somebody and say, find your balance. Look at your other neighbor and say, find your balance. So the last thing that he attacks with Jesus was his worship life. He tells him to worship him. Satan says, Worship me. Don't worship the Heavenly Father, worship me. He also attacks his work life because he asks Jesus, says you're the miracle worker, perform another miracle, jump off this building. What he wants Jesus to do, and I want some of you to remember what I'm about to say. What he wants Jesus to do is to prove his identity through the work that he does. Work is not the way you prove your identity. Work is just an expression of who you are. The moment work becomes so important to you that that's what you got to do to prove that you have value, you've jumped off the building. That's what Jesus was tempted to do, that type of work. Where was well-being in there? Well, it was eating the, eating the, uh, the bread, making the stones turn to bread. So he, what he wanted to do is tempt him in the area of well-being. Well-being has to do with uh, how you... Take care of yourself, how you eat, how you rest, how you exercise. All of those things are part of well-being. And so here's a story. A couple of Sundays ago, uh, we were on vacation, and so Lady J and I are going to, uh, to have brunch, which is our normal tradition uh, during August. We do, what we, we do what we cannot do normally. We can't go to brunch on Sundays because we're here with y'all all day. So, so we was acting like the heathen act. He was, <laughs> and we was going to brunch on a Sunday morning. <laughs> so we, we going we going down the road. And and I had the night before, I had felt, I was, I was eating, I felt really sick. Felt like my, my heart rate went up real crazy, and I felt kind of flushed. And and then Lady J gave me something, and I felt better. And then the next morning when I got up, my uh, blood pressure was elevated, and you, those of y'all who know me know that you know my blood pressure normally runs 117, 115 over 75, and no medication. So, so, and I know y'all, I'm I'm, I'm about to be 64 years old in a few months. So, 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 so this I felt kind of funny because I could feel it was kind of high, but I said I'm gonna ignore that. Get in the car, we driving, and while we driving, we going down the expressway, and my hands start to tingle, and my face starts to tingle, and I look at ladies and I said, you know what I think we ought to do? Number one, you need to drive, and number two, we need to go back to the emergency room, because at the moment, I felt like I was having a stroke. So, we get to the emergency room after eight hours. And oh, my God, the brother and sister from our church, you had on a mask. I wouldn't know you without the mask. A young man and young woman in our church who walked up to me while I was sitting in that room, laid your hands on me and prayed for me. I love y'all. I just can't tell y'all how much I love y'all. But they lay, those young people laid hands on me and uh, and really they not lay hands on me because I was impatient, not because I was sick. I was like, come on. And uh, so so I, I calmed down. of course, my blood pressure was sky high, but it... After a few minutes sitting there, it all everything kind of went back to normal, but I knew something was wrong. So they ran all kinds of tests and everything. But long story short, they did all this stuff, and once they did it, I was in perfect health. There was nothing wrong with anything in my body that the doctor could see. But I had sinned against God because I had gotten out of balance, and when I was supposed to be resting. I was still working because I, my attitude was like, look, it's August. I know church let me off, but I got a college to run. I got a business to run. I got to raise a quarter of a million dollars in the next 30 days. I got to work. Brother got to hustle. So I was. And so what the Lord showed me, he said, what you did was you moved, you moved work into a place where you were totally out of balance and what you felt wasn't even so much the acid reflux, that's what they found that was. It wasn't even so much from the food you drink, because I'm pretty good with food. I don't eat crazy. I mean, I do put hot sauce on salad. <laughs> Sometimes. But other than that, I'm pretty chill when it comes to food. I don't do a lot of fried, I don't do a lot of all that stuff. So I'm good. You don't eat no swine, you know. Mm, so, 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 but so but the Lord said, but it's the, it wasn't really the food, it was the stress. You're out of balance. Because you didn't, if you're going to take work up that high, you got to bring worship and well-being up just as high as the work. Because if you, let, if you let work get out of its place, you won't have, number one, the worship to be able to hear from me and the well-being to be able to have a temple that can support what you're doing. Y'all better talk back to it, brother. The Lord said, so what I want you to teach people is how to move the three into balance. And while you will never find a balance and keep it there, but you'll always be struggling for it, but the struggle is to find balance in your work, your worship, and your well-being. Can I talk for a few minutes? All right, now worship, write this down, worship builds the spirit. Now, because your spirit or your heart is the core of all you do, you can never allow your spirit to be weakened or corrupted. Proverbs 4.23 said, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. And so when it comes to worship, and worship is several things. You worship in reading the word. You worship in prayer. You worship in giving. uh, You worship in serving others. There are several forms and expressions of worship. But it begins in your day-to-day experience with Jesus. Somebody say amen. Come on, y'all saying amen like folk under conviction. Come on, say amen. And so you've got to make sure your spirit is right because your spirit, watch, is designed to direct your work. Because what I'm going to show you is that work is not how you make money. You do French benefit, but what work really is, if you operate as a kingdom woman or kingdom man, work is the expression of the purpose of God in your life. I said, work is the expression of the purpose of God. And, you know, see, y'all thought y'all thought purpose was ushering, <laughs> choir singing. No, no, no. Your purpose is not lived out in here. Your purpose is lived out out there. And so if you do hair for a living the, and you're good at it, you've got a gift. That's a part of your purpose. That's your kingdom assignment. And so you lay hands on more people than I do. You keep your hands on somebody's head. That's why your life needs to be clean. That's why you need to stay in the word because you're imparting to people what's inside you because it ain't just a job, even though you are making bank, but it's not just a job. It is the outworking of the purpose of God in your life. That's why young man, young woman, when you get ready to go to college, you make your decisions based upon your gifts. You make your decision based on your passion. You don't get in a major just because somebody said you can make money in that. Because if you ain't good at it, you ain't going to make no money at it. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Your spirit's designed to direct your work, the purpose of God. Proverbs twenty twenty seven. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord spirit of woman spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord searching all his or her inward parts Are you with me So so what worship is that's how you keep the lamp of your spirit burning sensitive to the voice of God so that you establish watch a friendship with God You see Adam got to run the earth because he was God's friend not because he had a PhD in biology, but he was God's friend. And so God trained him and he got a, and he had this job. I mean, he had, to, he, man, this job was amazing. Job came with all kinds of benefits. God said, can't be alone. You, you get a wife, you get land, you run the earth. She's your partner. Y'all do this together. And y'all got this. He lost his job after he lost his friendship. He didn't lose his job because he named one of the animals wrong. He didn't lose his job because he didn't get the crops right. He lost his job because he lost his friendship with God. I'm trying to tell you if you want to prosper in the place where you make money, you better hang on to your friendship with God because it is your worship that equips you to hear God, be directed by the Spirit, and follow Him and not become anxious about money. I need everybody that's anxious about money. Holler at me real quick one time. The way you stop being anxious about money is you bring your worship up and when your worship comes up on your way to work, you'll hear the Lord say, "My God shall supply all of your needs according to your His riches and glory." By Christ, y'all didn't hear me. I said, if you'll keep your worship life right, when you walk in and they're talking about layoffs, you hear the Lord say, "But you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you." When you, you go to work and they're talking about you, you hear the Lord say, "No weapon formed against you will prosper, and every tongue that ri-. I." Need to hear God at work, I need to hear God. In the spirit. I need to know God is at work in my life. So I lift my worship life because then that strengthens me. I can do more and better work when I worship God at the right level. Are y'all hearing me? My work goes to another level. I become a man of excellence. You become a woman of excellence when your worship life is where it needs to be. And I can't. I don't have time to teach all the details of this, but I want to get you started in this, get you thinking, doing a little homework, because uh, I believe God's up to something in your life. Now, let's talk about this second thing. We talked about worship, which is the thing that builds up your spirit being, and you need your spirit built up because out of your heart flows the issues of, of life. Now, now but hear, hear me. Work is the outworking of your purpose. This is why you need to work based on giftings and callings and not money. I know, y'all. I know. I know. I know, y'all. It's tough. But I'm going to help you. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good not disaster, watch, to give you a future and a hope. So, so here's what happens. Here's what, here's what will change your life. And how y'all respond to what I'm getting ready to say is going to really help me to keep a good attitude. I told y'all already the Lord had to deliver me already once, so I'm not trying to get delivered again. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony, watch, with God's own will. Somebody say, with God's own will. God's own will. And we know that God, watch, causes everything to work together together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Promotions work together for your good. Raises work together for your good. Layoffs will still work together for your good. Lean times will work together for your good. Clients dropping you will still work together for your... Y'all didn't say nothing when I said that. It'll work together for your good. You see, I need you to understand that because this is the outworking of your purpose, not just something you're doing to make money, that God says, I'm involved in this. And so since you're working according to purpose, then I'm going to make everything work together for your good. And so the stuff that would have destroyed you is going to create new creativity inside you. The stuff that would have taken you out is going to give you the ability to walk in places you have never gone before. The stuff that men thought would be your end is actually just your beginning. The thing that that sister thought was gonna kill you is gonna is gonna make you come alive in ways you ain't never come alive before. Y'all 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 y'all, y'all not hearing me. I, I need you to get this deep in your spirit, and I need you to begin to rejoice over the stuff you've been complaining about, the stuff you've been crying about, the stuff that didn't happen for you at work that you thought would happen. I need you to worship God in the midst of that, because God said, "I work everything for your good, no matter what it looks like." Or or what they said or how they act or what they didn't give you that they should have given you. I'm working everything for your. And if you'll start worshiping God more consistently you won't need the preacher to tell you. Because Isaiah said you'll hear a voice behind you saying this is the way. Walk in it. See, I, I touched somebody I Say, said I want to hear God's voice. I ain't talking about spooky stuff. I want to hear God saying, I got you. I want to hear God saying, this is the right way. I want to hear him say, no, that's the wrong way. I want to hear him say, don't quit yet. I want to hear him say, it's time to change jobs." I want to hear him say, I don't want to move on my own. I don't want to move based on money. I want to move based upon my worship life that directs my heart so that I stay in alignment with the will of God. We don't even talk about the will of God anymore. We act like whatever you want to do, just do it. It's your thing. The old folks said, do what you want to do. (laughs) We ain't going to finish it. I just say, I can't tell you, and I'm going to (laughs) stop. Woo, but I do know the rest. So, so what your pastor learn is that as work, and, and you know when I say your pastor learn, I know y'all thinking, really seriously. Okay, so here's what happens when you're on this journey for 56 years. You learn stuff, then you have to relearn it. You think you know and you've been able to apply it in some situations, but then you get in a situation and you don't apply what you already know, so you have to be taught again. And here's what he had to teach me again. As work intensifies, worship and well-being must increase. Anybody like me? The harder you work, the less you exercise. The harder you work, the crazier you eat. Y'all ain't going to admit it. I know, But I know you. You might as well say amen. Something about working hard, making you eat up late, eating all kind of comfort food. And then you know what we say. I deserve this. I deserve these fried pork chops. I deserve the way I, the way I work my tail off. I deserve this. I know it might not be good for me, but I deserve this. Chew. Then you do some sanctified cussing. Chew. So let me show you your scriptures. Luke 22:42. Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. He prayed more fervently. Somebody say more fervently. fervently. How many know what Jesus is about to do? He's getting ready to do what? Go to the cross. He's uh, he's in this moment of negotiation with God, saying, "Lord, now if there's another way that this can happen, let's do it that way. But if me going to this cross is the only way it can happen, then whatever your will is, that's what I want. Watch what happens." When he's going to work harder, he prayed more fervently and was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. Anybody here got plans to double and triple your income, your revenue? You better start fasting brandy. Because you ain't going to get it by just scheming and hustling. And if you get it by just scheming and hustling, you won't have the character to keep it. Because my Bible says, wealth gotten quickly shall vanish. That's for all the gamblers and the number players in the building. But y'all think that ain't a sin. It is. Wealth gotten quickly shall vanish. Why you think they make all them magnanimous commercials about gambling? They not got the nerve to put up on the screen. If you have an addiction or you struggle with gambling, please dial 1-800-I'M-A-FOOL. I told y'all, every sin that the government makes legal is designed to take our communities down. Malcolm X said, once they put their seal on it, you can be sure it's designed to kill y'all. Oh, y'all want your marijuana legal? I'm telling y'all the same thing. But I get very anxious at night If I smoke a joint, I feel better. Read your Bible. Praying fast. I know y'all say how long is he gonna be around? he' gone any next week? I am. Then Jesus, so watch this. Remember I said that uh, the worship increased and the well-being increased, so I want to also give you Mark 631, and then I'm going to try to close. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. Watch. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his disciples didn't even have time to eat. So, so here's what I want to do. I want to take, I want to talk to you quick about well-being. I want to snatch well-being out of this worldly, humanistic. I deserve to get my feet done. That's all. all, that's, that's all worldly. Because what we deserve is hell. Can I? Can I preach the gospel? What we deserve is hell. So I'm not trying to have nothing because I deserve it. What I'm learning is that well-being is important for divine reasons. Because since I'm his temple, I've got to take care of the temple because the temple carries his presence And when the temple is sick and jacked up and overworked and underpaid and underfed and underrested, then I lose my effectiveness in carrying the gospel and fulfilling the work of the kingdom. And so well-being in the scriptures is not about what I deserve and and what I should get. Girl, you better go take care of yourself or ain't nobody else going to take care of you. That's a heathen perspective. No, girl, take care of yourself because the kingdom needs you to be at full effectiveness. No, bro, take care of yourself because God's got a purpose on your life. And the Bible says that everybody who dies does not die because it was their time. The Apostle Paul told the Corinthian church, said some have fallen asleep prematurely. Oh yeah, God is sovereign and he all works it all out for his will, but that don't justify what everybody does to take themselves out. There are decisions that we make that can cause us, according to scripture, can cause us to die prematurely. Because we didn't properly take care of the temple. And y'all y'all know I want to talk about nutrition. You know I want to talk about y'all's diet. You know I want to get into your bacon, but I'm going to leave it alone today because I need you to have some want to change before I start giving you the tools to change. I need you to get some want to do different before I start preaching about doing different. There's got to be a deep desire inside you that says, you know what, God? Today is the end of that last chapter, and today is the beginning of my new chapter. I'm moving in a different direction starting today. Anybody in the building to jump up and holler, I'm moving in a different direction. Anybody say I'm moving in a different direction? I ain't, I ain't doing it like I've been doing it. I'm ready to move on. Yeah. I'm almost done, y'all. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. I'm not messing with it. I should. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? Whoo! I'm just reading. How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? I'm just reading, y'all. Don't get mad at me, get mad at the spirit. And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? Here we go. For we, somebody holler, we, are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live in them, walk among them, I'll be their God, and they will be my people. Well-being is critical because you are the temple of the Spirit. And not only does uh, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit, but your spirit lives in this temple. And part of the reason why your spirit stays confused is because you don't properly care for the temple. And there's so much other stuff inside your temple. Bishop, you know, I just, can you pray for me? Because I really struggle with profanity. It's like words just come out of nowhere. It's just like, Big, long seven syllables, you know, blankety-blank, blank, blank, blankety-blank. And I'm like, I'm like, Bishop, I'm like, Bishop, I'm like, where, where in the, I mean, where did that come from? What are you putting in your temple? The words didn't come out of nowhere. They came out the movies you watch. They came out the songs you memorized. They didn't come out of nowhere. They came out of the folk that you that you con, that you converse with. Stop saying conversate. That's not a word. It's a converse. And it's a conversation. You don't we was, you know, me and the sister was just conversate. Nope. Y'all were conversing. are y'all seeing it are the lights coming on for y'all are you seeing areas where you are way out of balance and are you discovering that a lot of what you blame the enemy for wasn't him and some of the stuff you was mad at God about wasn't him either There were some decisions that you needed to make about maintaining balance between worship, work, and well-being. And sometimes what happens, and I'm done, sometimes what happens is that because we have to work to to eat, um, to live, we do that because we feel like we have to. I got to work. I'll die if I don't. I got to work. But we don't feel the same way about worship and well-being. But how many of you know that they too lead to death? It's just a slower death. And so it, at, over time, it'll kill you if you don't learn to bring your worship up. Over time, it'll take you out if you don't learn to bring your well-being up and learn how to properly feed your temple, learn how to properly rest and exercise your temple. And nobody can do that but you. And I know there's lots of medication that can then augment the the symptoms and the stuff that are coming because you didn't do what you should have done. But if you watch cable television, you know that all those medications have about 77 different side effects. Man, I listened to one of them, I said, shoot, i would just be sick. <laughs> <laughs> your heart may explode, your brain may crush, your livers may start fighting against your kidneys. Ooh, <laughs> and I ain't mad at medicine, all my doctors are in here and I got them. But, but I don't want to be using medication to augment things that I could have just been Obedient to Jesus and fixed. You, know, you don't hear what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad at you. I'm not, I'm not. And I'm not even criticizing you. I'm encouraging you to a life that's better than the one that you've had in the past. A life where you operate in a place where I don't have it all together. <laughs> Obviously, I gave you my testimony. I'm still working on it too, and I still fall off. Um, I still fail. I still sin. But I know what the goal is. I'm not naive. I'm not ignorant. You know, the Bible says we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. You know, sometimes he still gets over on me, but it ain't because I'm, I'm ignorant. I made a wrong decision. I made a wrong move, but I'm not ignorant. And I want you to be, the word I'm thinking of is cognizant or aware of the things that are important in your life. So so here's your homework. It'll be on the app for this week, so you don't have to write all this down, but I'm going to give it to you so y'all can get it. Which of the three is the most out of balance for you? Mm. What three steps will you take to get them in alignment? Here's my last homework piece for you. Identify two things that you blamed either God, the devil, or others for that were actually your doing. Yeah, that's how I felt too. Thank you for doing that for me because I wanted to do that. Yeah, I'm going to do two things. That'll be on the app. But I want to help you. I want to pray for you this morning. And I want you to take this word that the Lord dropped in my spirit because, and I wondered, why this at the beginning of this season of releasing like Jesus until I realized that there are things that God wants to one, release you from and things God wants to release you to that cannot happen until you become aware of needs, places of balance, amen? Come on, stand with me and when you stand, would you praise the Lord for the word this morning and just thank him for that? No, no, really do, give him thanks. Now you all sound like y'all were giving thanks for the pastor, give thanks for the word. Anybody, the Lord found you today, He's, he spoke to your heart today, he, something, something in here, maybe not everything, but something spoke directly to you. Anybody here, you got some stuff you can, you can start working on? Okay, good, good, good. And over the next few weeks, as we teach and preach, I want you to have this kind of in the backdrop. I want this message, even those of you, it's against your religious tradition to listen to a message twice. I would like for even you to listen to this one again, because there'll be things that you'll hear the second and the third time that you didn't hear this time, right? So I want you to make sure that you're, that you're hearing, and I want to see you not only get your hands up and come out in 2023, but I want you to march into 2024 with a new perspective about who you are and the value that God's placed in you because of his purpose in your life amen God has purpose for you got purpose for you and he's so intent upon that purpose that he's hounding you he's following you he's he's got me in the word stalking you because he's so intent upon bringing that purpose out of your life now here's what I'm going to ask you to do would you lift your hands and just begin to say God I surrender God, I surrender. Father, you hear us and you see us, and we do. Lord, I join with the saints, and I surrender again to you, Lord. And I say, Lord, help me, Lord, to walk out the proper balance between well-being and worship and work. Lord, help me to see, Lord, how my worship is so necessary to build up my spirit and keep me in the place where I follow you. And and that causes my work to be more effective and more excellent. And, and Lord, help me, Lord, to get my well being straight so that, Lord, I take proper care of this temple that you've given me so that, Lord, even as I operate in the revelation that I am the temple, my body is the temple of God, uh, that as I operate in that revelation, it'll change what I put in my body, not just food, but inputs through my mind and through my ears and my eyes, that, Lord, you'll adjust what I put in, not because I feel condemned, but because I'm wise enough to know that I don't want that inside my temple even ungodly relationships that would corrupt the temple we pray lord that you'd help us to properly discern what you'd have us to do in jesus name every head bowed and every eye closed if you're in the building and you say bishop i don't know where i stand with jesus but i want to get right with god or you say bishop you know i'm a I'm saved, but I've never come out and gotten baptized. And I want would you pray for me that I'll have the courage to do that? Or you say, Pastor, you know, I'm I'm kind of floating around. I come to y'all's church sometime, but I really need a church home. Would you pray for me that I'll make a good decision? While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if if your heart said yes to any of those three questions I just asked, would you just slip your hand up where you are? I see you. I see you. I see you. Just up and down real quick. God bless you. God bless you. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to pray a prayer. We call it the sinner's prayer. And it's appropriate for all of us to pray it because we're all sinners, but we're just gratefully, gratefully we've been saved by his grace. But we're going to pray it together. But for those of you who are praying for the first time, it's different. Because Jesus is going to come into your life and change you forever. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Come on, pray that. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you for dying on the cross thank you for forgiving my sins thank you that you rose again take over my life make me who you want me to be i'm sorry for my sins and i thank you for loving me in spite of me in jesus name Now, Father, I pray for sisters and brothers who prayed this prayer for the first time or maybe the second time. I pray for those who are backslidden, who walked away from you, who are coming back home. I pray for those, Lord, who want courage to get baptized and those, Lord, who need to make a step and become a part of the church. If not here, they need to find a church and be a part of it and be faithful and consistent and grow. I pray for them. And I thank you, Lord, for the great work that you're doing in Calvary Revival Church we welcome your presence into this fall season and we thank you for the great release that's coming in our lives for your honor and glory for this we give you praise and we give you honor praise him for the great release that's coming to us come on church praise him for the great release that's coming to us Thank you for joining us today. If you said that prayer and accepted Jesus into your heart, it's the best decision you could ever make. We want to celebrate with you, and we have some tools to help you on your journey. Just text JESUS to 48074. To find out more about Calvary Revival Church, text GUEST to 48074. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Thanks for listening. Now go out and make a difference.